Meanwhile, at the Hellfire Gala. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. We're gonna pronounce the X Men. It's me. Excuse me. All right, everyone, psychic bolt to shut up. <laughs> Sorry about that. I am, you know, Omega Levels. Sorry. Hi, everyone. Um, my name's Jean Grey, and I just want to let y'all know there's like a new team of X Men. So I'm ready to do the announcements. Of course, you know, Cyclops is the leader. My Cyclops, you know, he's doing me and Emma, but we're not going to talk about that in front of everybody. Sorry, I had a little bit to drink. Anyway, there's Cyclops. Let's round of applause, everybody. Yay. Okay. And then announcing we have Rogue. Woo! Yes. Oh, we have Sunfire. Okay. All right. I guess he's not as famous. We have Wolverine. Woo! With the girl one. Oh. Okay. Get the incel. Get the Gamergate group out of here. They're making a ruckus. Deal with it. It's the woman one. And then we have, I know you've all been waiting for him, Sink. Hello? Sink. Okay. He's, he was on Generation X and then he died. And then we resurrect. Oh, we, we didn't do anything. People don't know about that. Uh, okay. Um, we also have the one and only Polaris from the TV show. Uh, from the TV show. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. But here's the thing that everybody needs to know. There's also going to be me. I'm going to be on the team. And today I'm debuting my new name because we heard you no one liked marvel girl so today i am marvel woman <coughs> okay all right okay so okay fine i'm i am phoenix um all oh, right sorry echo you're you're okay you're phoenix now thank you okay um i am the fire lady no that's dumb um i oh i am the gray queen the fuck you are? Oh, shut up, Emma. All right, fine. Okay, fine. What the fuck do you want me to be? Okay, what if... Oh, what, then fine, what do you just want me to be? The ginger menace? Oh. Woo! Oh, okay, you like that? Okay, that's what I'll be. I'll do it. We are the X-Men. Oh, gotta throw up. <laughs> Don't eat the Krakoan muscles. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 183, my God, of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and I am joined by the ginger menace himself, <laughs> Evil Jeff, the original ginger menace. Hi, I know, that Evil. Was my, that's the nickname I had in the bathhouses. Oh, the bathhouses. Remember those? <laughs> I guess. Are they coming back? I hope so. I feel like a new age of sluttery is coming back. So, yeah. Were you ever... They don't really have bathhouses in New York. They have, like, uh, those, like, booths. Like, the video booth yeah. places. Yeah, like from the Madonna video. Yeah. Wait, which one? Open Your Heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Open Your Heart yeah. to Me. I wasn't allowed um, to watch that vi music video when I was I mean, kid. that was, like, pre-Giuliani cleanup. Although, yeah. Times Square is, like, pre-Giuliani right now. It is... There's video booths everywhere. Yeah. So, um, no, I've been to a few bathhouses. Uh, Chicago has oh, Steamworks. Steamworks Everyone's one. been to Steamworks. Everybody's been to Steamworks. Um, Amsterdam has got a ton of bathhouses. Oh, shit. Yeah, everything here closed down. Here, here there's a lot of bathhouses, like sex clubs, but then there's a lot of Korean spas. Mm -hmm. That are not sex places, but you know but how gay nudie. men are. You know yeah. how gay men are. If you put a bunch of men-only people in a sauna, they're going to start jerking each other off. That's what happens. They're going to start touching dicks. Yeah. Anyway, um, why are we talking about this? Oh, because we're gay. And it's Pride. Happy Pride, It's Pride. Everyone. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, we've got a lot of dicks to stroke, and by that I mean comic books to talk about and some TV to throw into the mix. 
Exactly. But I think first we need to keep this topic sexual and get into some... What are you gonna hit? What are you gonna hit? Hot topics. Yeah. So you and I came to the table in our pre-planning show process and we landed on the same hot topic. The only hot topic you and I want to talk about. Yes. And it is basically the pilgrims, the Puritans that work at DC. (laughs) (laughs) Those asexual folk who work at DC Comics would not allow Harley Quinn season three to go ahead with a particular scene. And what scene would that be, Evil Jeff? Um, It was Batman eating out Catwoman. Batman eating out Catwoman's cat. Yeah. And by that, I mean pussy. Yeah. And so, uh, the, the thing that I was horrified by was the reasoning, the quote, reasoning. The reasoning. Um, and it's not even like, oh, I think this might not be appropriate. We want to expand this to children. It literally was superheroes don't do that. What? Superheroes don't pleasure their lovers. Superheroes don't do, like, don't do that, what, pleasure their lovers or l- go downtown? I think it, I, maybe there is some truth that I would feel Batman is probably a selfish lover and maybe doesn't eat puss. I can, if that's your reasoning, maybe I'll go with that, but I don't think that's Maybe I'll go with that. It's out of character. Cyclops, Scott Summers, reluctant muff diver. <laughs> I but think he, he was until Wolverine joined the bedroom oh, and now he's like, oh shit, he I gotta eats compete. Ass. I gotta Oh, compete. I gotta compete. Yeah. Although I yeah, kind no. of think he probably is reluctant, but I am sure Emma and Jean were like, should we just like mentally make him like it? And they're like, Yeah. Let's just do that. I'm thinking Emma did like the like telepathic Violet Beauregard thing where like yeah. Scott's eating her out and he's like, Mmm, ooh, it's like fried chicken. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, chicken. what's that? It's like peach pie. Like she gave him like a full course. Okay, meal. peach pie is better. Fried chicken. I don't think that's <laughs> fried what chicken. They, that, I was just trying to think of a good a good dinner food. I don't know. Mm. I don't want to say mac and cheese. Beef bourguignon. Ooh, ooh, lobster bisque. Yeah, no, no oh, nothing seafoody. Um, anyway, we're getting gross. I hear gay. You know, we love hearing gay men talking about vaginas because we know so well, listen, much about them. We know so much about them. DC Comics was like, or Warner Brothers, whoever ruined DC Comics was like, listen, it's not that he's a selfish lover. It's that we need to sell action figures. And I'm like, literally since the age five, my action figures have been eating each other's asses out. Oh my God. Nilly, left and right. It's all they do. I'm like, what are action figures for? Of course you're going to make Simulated sex. I have made, any toy I've had has fucked another toy. Any toy. Every toy I've had is fucked all the other toys I've had. (laughs) I I once had Optimus Prime fuck Kitty Pride, and it was both of them enjoyed it. (laughs) My God, who was the top? (laughs) Kitty Pride. Of course. Um, Optimus Prime said, transform! And and she went, phase! Um... (laughs) And she, and she murdered him. <laughs> she phased through Optimus Prime and murdered him. That's what happened. In my that would be a funny scene. Where if she, can you imagine if she was fucking someone and she got so into it, she accidentally phased them halfway into the bed and then let go and they <gasps> got killed? Oh, my God. Um, that needs to be a new plot line. It does. Um, so I, I just don't understand drawing the line at cunnilingus we have said the word cunt we have the violence but My it, God, it makes sense did you ever see the movie um uh this film has not yet been rated no it basically showed you what made something an r to an nc-17 was it someone shooting a million people no was it a sex scene? No. Was it a woman's tits? No. Was it even usually a woman's vagina? No. It was two things. A man's penis or a woman yeah. feeling sexual pleasure. If a woman <gasps> masturbates or a woman feels sexual pleasure, they would make it an NC-17. A guy could jerk off and come, and that would still be an R. I mean, unless they showed the dick. Then it would be 
given an NC-17. For some well, reason, I've a woman, gore yeah, a woman, unreal, enjoying sex is considered um, horrifying and and somehow evil. Can, uh, what what unreal. year is this again? I, like I have seen the grossest things on Invincible, on The Boys, the grossest things. But we can't watch a woman touch her clip. We can't do it. A man's head exploding is more preferable than a woman giving herself an orgasm. We need to like set something up. There needs to be a, a national rub it out day for women where every woman just Hell goes yeah. on strike and then just comes at once and it shakes the earth and tilts it off its axis. And it's just like, yeah, we did that. And it, ends, glo- and it ends global warming. That's powerful. That has the power to end. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. And if anybody deserves to get eaten out, it's Selena Kyle. Yeah. She has put in the work. Her whole body is a pussy. Her whole. (laughs) That's literally why she's called Catwoman. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, enough DC, enough. I well, think we're going to talk Brothers, about some more to, DC uh, later. Oh, we sure are. Yes. We sure are. Okay. Um, any other hot topics? No, I'm good. Let's go to Krakoa. Hit the music. I want your ex. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh. Come on. Come on. The Hellfire, so the Hellfire Gala, Gala continues. It's in full swing. Full swing. Full swing. Week two. Week two, full swing. All right. Which one do we start with? We start with Children of the Atom, number four, which is peripheral at best. Yes? Yes. They just found out there's a thing called the Hellfire Gala and normal people can go. So they feel this is their opportunity to visit. And the thing that's crazy. Jeff. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to have to explain this one to me because I got halfway through it. And I, I, it's not that I don't like it. I actually just life. So I did not read the second half of this book. Okay. Um, basically, Spoil. she, uh, the Cyclopsy gimmick. Gimmick. Oh, no. buddy. 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 Uh, she's kind of like, you, you kind of just realize that all of these people, they are solely just fans. And they're more doing this just because they are... Uh, they're like those crazy BTS army people. Like they're just yeah. like crazy fans that they're honestly, I don't even think they care about being superheroes. I think they just want to meet the X-Men and this is, I get of, it. And so they really want to get to Krakoa. So the whole thing is they want to try and use their friend. That's kind of had his DNA merged with mutant DNA to see if they can use yeah. him to get through the gates. And and it's so funny where the the one uh, the black character guy who's friends with them is like he's our friend we're not going to use him and they're just like oh come on come on like they don't care about anything they just want to get to Krakoa they're obsessed and anyway in the midst of everything they end up getting into a battle and get captured by the U Men oh sure the U Men oh my god <gasps> the U Men from Morrison's run yes and they um. And basically ends where it's like they're about to, they're like, well, you mutants, we're going to murder you and use your mutant powers and strip you of your mutant power. <laughs> and they're just kind of like, ugh. And that's kind of oh, like shit. where it ends. <laughs> it's like, little So they either they have to come clean exactly. over the fact that they're not mutants. Although, or... honestly, if you can, I was like, I would, if I was the human, I'd be like, okay, well, then we're just going to kill you and not do the experiments. So it'll be interesting. To, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. But then the last page... Uh, they had the number of the X-Men. Remember the X-Men gave them the number? So someone yeah. called the X-Men. So the very last page, the X-Men bust in through the door to save them. Oh, do we see the X-Men that bust in? Um, yes. And it's is like, it Storm? Hold on. Let me let me just look it up. I believe Storm is there. So this is before the... I don't she think the Hellfire in. Gala has happened yet. Okay. Um... But let me just pull it up real fucking fast. Here it is. Last page. Last page. Um, it is um, Storm, Pixie, Nightcrawler, um, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine. Um, oh, shit. It looks like magma. And then who's the guy who has the weird blobby fish thing on his shoulder who's like face is blue? Mag- maggot? Maggot. 
Yeah. Wow. They got they got Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean Grey, Storm, and Maggot. Okay. Yeah, and then the little the little bro kid, like the youngest one who has the nightcrawler teleporting yeah, powers. He goes, X Men, X Wah wah wah. Oh, I love him. Um, yeah, so interesting. Although the the where I read this, it has um, comments, and I do kind of love the um, where I, I I'm on a page where like it's just listening to people like talking about the the comic, and like here's just the first one. These children are annoying as fuck. I really don't understand yeah. the idea of the book. In my opinion, it's more like crappy filler, which isn't really needed. Oh shit. Um, and that's the thing is I think people are like. It's well written and it's good, but what is the point? And I think that's what we were saying the whole time. Yeah, what's the purpose? Like, here's another here? person, another comment. I can't find the purpose of an X title with characters that are not mutants. The the very thing you and I struggled with yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see like people obsessed with the X Men. Part of me, I was musing about this book, and part of me thought it would be very cool if Gimmick winds up being a true mutant, and this whole thing is an origin story of a mutant that's going to have a prominent role in the books moving forward. But then, how come she couldn't get through? She couldn't go through the gate. No, she's not. Yeah, she's not. She's probably like I don't know what her transformation thing was about last issue. I'd be funny if it's like, I'm an inhuman. And they're like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Way to make this book even more irrelevant in my life. Like, I'm actually an inhuman. Bye. (laughs) Oh, you are? Bye. Drop dead. But Nightcrawler's in it. Bye. Anyway, let's get back to the Hellfire Gala. Let's go back to the Hellfire Gala. With a book that was surprisingly... Not as Hellfire Gala centric as I thought it would be. Excalibur twenty one, a book. Excalibur really centered chose, on the people of Excalibur. Yeah, it chose to continue telling the story it's been telling. Yeah, just set against the backdrop of the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, and instead it, of telling the story of the Hellfire Gala, and this is for me where some people shit on on Excalibur, and it's the, one of the reasons I love it so much, is that it's really doubling down on the relationships. It like Richter yeah. is going yeah. through it, and what he has fallen in love with Apocalypse. Now, if you've fallen in love with Apocalypse, 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 you are fucked up. You are fucked up. So he's fucked yeah. up. He's now a druid sorcerer, the head of these druids, with his powers more powerful than ever. And then suddenly his ex is like, I'm back from Mojo World. Like, what's up? Wanna fuck? <laughs> and he is Bad not timing, having it. He is not having Bad it. Bad timing. Bad timing. Even Betsy knows it's bad timing. She's like, look, love you, but you gotta go away. Why was he covered in blood? Is that something that'll be revealed I think later? Coming straight from the fight with Morgan. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Shit. Because that's the crazy thing is, I think this story here with those two is going to be continued in the last X Factor issue. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I did love that all of a sudden we had Shatterstar grabbing Richter. And uh, dipping, dipping Richter <laughs> right next to. I'm just noticing this now. Teeny Howard talking to Sink and Storm. Ah, and looking, she's oh, look at that. Oh, that's, that's great. That's Teeny Howard. That's yeah. great. Oh, that's fun. Um, again, Marcus Toe. This art is so good. A lot of this focuses on Richter and Shatterstar. It focuses on Rogue's ascension to the X Men. Gambit's reaction, which is he's just glad he gets to stay home with his cats, which is my favorite part of Gambit. Which is also them. I like them saying like, okay, Rogue is still going to probably live at the lighthouse. So she might still be in Excalibur. But Gambit is still, I think he, that does this him saying he's still technically a member of Excalibur then? Yeah. I yeah. Think I so. love it. Yay. I think, yeah, I think Teeny has plans for Gambit in this book. Um, she certainly does not have plans for one Pete Wisdom. 
Well, I think she does. Well, she does, yes, but he because very ha- much dies. Well, he very much dies, but luckily he is a mutant. And so I'm very excited of someone who be- he begrudgingly, he loves the, the, the United Kingdom so much that he has decided to work with these ambassadors that clearly hate him and hate mutants. And where does that get him? They fucking murder him and do a blood magic thing with a mutant. To get to, Morgan Le Fay To free back. Morgan Le Fay. To free Morgan Le Fay because uh, the fucking uh, white, is he the white, who is he? The white king? No. What's what's uh, Jamie Braddock? Monarch. Yeah, he's the king of uh, to get, well, his But his code name is the Monarch. Oh, Monarch, yes. Um, he's at the Hellfire Gala, so he's not there to like pay attention. Morgan Le Fay gets freed, but he's going to die. But So when he comes back and gets resurrected, he hates Krakoa. But now he's basically like, I don't like Krakoa. I like the UK. I like the United Kingdom. Well, the United Kingdom just murdered you, and Krakoa just, just murdered saved you. you. And they're the ones that are going to save you. And the UK just severed ties with Krakoa. Exactly. So weird. so Pete Wisdom, I don't think he can go back at this point. No, you're Krakoan now, Pete, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and it's clearly he's going to be, and then and then, how long before him and, and Betsy fuck? Well, okay, let's talk about this. Because Betsy dances with two people at the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. Dances with Pete Wisdom and dances with Rachel Summers. I personally felt the heat between Rachel and Betsy, not Pete and Betsy. Pete and Betsy's dance seemed professional to me. Rachel and Betsy's dance felt romantic. Yeah, but you know what really makes you hunger for someone? When they get murdered. True. So that might, I, I, I mean, well, who, who's to say it's not all three of them? But I that's the thing. Three. But oh, Let's but Pete Wisdom came along after Rachel left Excalibur. So I don't think they've ever really interacted. Can we get some yeah, Kitty Pride in here? I want to see some Kitty Pride because didn't he take her? Virginity? I want to see Kitty Pride looking at Rachel. <gasps> yes, and now Rachel and Betsy. I want to see Kitty Pride like Betsy. You're fucking the guy that took my virginity, and you're fucking the woman I'm in love with. So Ooh. I want to see a Betsy Kitty rivalry. Yes. Because that's yes. the other thing is Kitty really has only dealt with Quan and uh, like Con and Betsy, like Betsy when she was still in the Asian body. Oh, that's very true. Because she's cause never met. She was murdered as part of the X Men massacre in, in, in like, the Australian their ships outback passing in the night when yep. Excalibur started with Captain Britain. It's so crazy that Kitty is like best friends with Megan and Captain Britain, but doesn't really know Betsy that well. I find that interesting. Right. But I also <gasps> love that, that we is interesting. But we do know that Kitty is older than she's supposed to be because of Pete Wisdom. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. They had to age her because she started fucking Pete Wisdom and everyone's like Because um, it was illegal. She's fifteen. <laughs> and then they're like, Oh wait, she's what? And that was oh, just like the what? ignorance of the person writing it, like, Oh, I didn't know. All the artists give her huge tits, so it was hard for me to tell. <laughs> well, she sure had huge tits for a 15-year-old. But what scene just tickled my soul? Yeah. Because I have not seen these two together in so long. And I used to be really invested in the almost affair that Megan and Nightcrawler had That's in the right. original That's right, and he was all drunk. he's all drunk, right? Yes. He shows so up all first drunk of all, let's talk about why Kurt Wagner is so drunk at this gala. We have yet to learn. I still say it's pixie dust and Dr. Nemesis mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. But he's so drunk and he bamfs in to Megan and they have their little reunion, which I just like teared up because yeah. they almost fucked like behind Captain oh, Britain's yeah. back. I mean, what didn't. Didn't Kurt break his leg because Captain Britain was drunk and jealous and like threw him out of the lighthouse or something? Ooh, that I don't remember. I think he like was the one. I think he and they're all like, you're out of control. Like he was so jealous of Megan. 
He was also wow. saying, I hate to startle you in your delicate condition. Can he tell that is she pregnant again? She, oh, she's pregnant. She's very pregnant. With another That's kid. the subtext of this whole scene. Yeah, she won't drink. She's asking for food. Brian is so dumb. Brian is not picking up on the fact that Megan is pregnant. Kurt absolutely is. Which I'm like, because those two should be together. Okay. The crazy thing is, is I want. I'm very interested in what is uh, Megan and Captain Britain's child's mutant power, and then what the fuck is this next kid going to be? Because we got a Franklin Richards, uh, Valeria situation. Because maybe she, maybe their next kid won't be a mutant. Maybe. What's another famous couple that has two kids? I can only think of the Fantastic Four. Who else had two kids? Um, who else has two kids? Um, gosh. They might be the only ones. The only other people Maybe. that had two kids were they had the kids when the comic began. The only like little pair of kids, like there's Karma's twin siblings. There's but James, they were always there. Former niece and nephew. They were always there. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, who are all of these little druids like waiting underground? Yeah, they live there. They live on that like near the lighthouse Weird. that was established. But Richter is having like such a panic attack that he creates Braddock Isle. He creates a whole new isle for the lighthouse to live on. Because Britain has officially cut ties with Krakoa and since not only is the nexus to Otherworld and a huge Krakoan gate there so they had to be like well this cannot be part of the United Kingdom anymore so that's an interesting I really just want a comic of them just talking about the maps of being like okay here's a thing of like is this still part of because that's the thing I mean talk about islands like China still says that Taiwan belongs to them and that they really aren't a country. Right. Like, right. so that, that all that shit is messy. It's very messy, as are Shatterstar and Richter. Oh, I love it, though. But I we end in couple. a nice place. We end in a real nice place with these two. Yeah, they're like, let's these just... These two who really... Yeah. They're really overtly in love at this point in comic books. And it's great. Now, I have a question. Just trying to remember back to Peter David's run. Do both of them know that he is his own grandfather? I'm not sure if they really are aware of the true. Do they at least know that Dazzler did have Shatterstar? Shatterstar clearly knows because of X Factor when he was like, um, hey, um, hi. uh, Right. Okay. uh, Yeah. uh, I want more of that. uh, I want more of that shit because I want to know why does Dazzler, I found an old episode of Dazzler and Confused where she was like, I was on Mojo World and I got pregnant, but I had to get rid of it (laughs) because that was before the Peter David run where it was kind of like it was just never addressed what happened. So I just assumed she just had an abortion. (laughs) But now it's kind of like, I want to know what the fuck does Dazzler know? Where does she think happened with this baby? Or was she like mind wiped? What does she know? She clear like it, that scene in X Factor read like Shatterstar knows Dazzler. And she does doesn't. Not. Yeah, she doesn't know anything. So that's why I'm thinking like, what did she think happened? I would love a scene right. where she thinks she had a miscarriage, like Mojo tricked her or something, and she thought she lost the baby, and then Shatterstar like, nope, it's me, and then Dazzler's like, wait, my son is way too old. I'm not this old. Why? No, my son should be like, she's five. like, I've literally, I've, I've literally wanted to fuck you for years. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, that would god. be, oh my God. I watched, I watched this soap opera called Hollyoaks and there was one scene where the gay character meets this other gay character, this old silver Fox and they go to fuck and they're taking the clothes off and they are kissing. And then he turns <gasps> and he's like, no. he's like, why do you have a picture of that woman? And he's like, that's my mom. And he gets up and he's like, what? And he's like, that's my ex-wife. And then Stop. they realized, and then I was like, oh, I'm your father. <laughs> Stop. I'm telling you the British soap operas, they do you good. It's juicy. 
Hollyoaks. Watch it. Okay, anyway. Um, Wait, one thing I want to add is that um, Shadowstar... Richter says, I didn't feel you teleport in. Shadowstar says, I took the gate. Does that mean Shatterstar is like, according to Krakoa, a mutant? Yes. Yeah, that's great. Longshot was a mutant too. I feel if if Neymar is considered a mutant, they're mutants. Longshot Moving is a on. mutant. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um. Hey, okay. let's speaking of moving on. X-Men 21. X-Men 21. Announcing the new X-Men. Big issue. A red issue. They announced that team. They sure do. And a whole lot more. And dare I say Evil Jeff. Well, we'll get there. But it looks like (laughs) we were right. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get to Emma's announcement uh, at the end. About um, Mars. Mars. I think there is. I read an article where they're now promoting Planet X-Men, is they're calling them Earth's Defenders. And I think with S.W.O.R.D., I think the thing that's that all this is setting up is that, oh, anytime aliens come, oh, honey, they talk to Krakoa. They don't talk to you. They don't talk to the UN. It's us. Oh. It's our oh. planet. The X-Men defend Earth. It's our planet. Oh, I think they're doing that too, and I think that the, might be—I think that twist. might be the big thing that pisses them off. That might be that the thing pisses people that's off. pissing people off. The big announcement, because I think and we they're going to be, be like, the first line of defense. We're the first yeah. line of defense, and we're the first line of contact. We're the ambassadors, yeah, and we're going to fucking Mars. So deal with it. I love it. Can you imagine being like, not only are we defending Earth? But you can't even come and get us because we're going to be on fucking Mars. How are they going to launch an attack? Be... They can't even get to Mars. The only way they could get is through a gate. And all they would have to do is shut the gate down and they couldn't get in. It's yeah, bri- it's kind of brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, we open X-Men 21 with Namor and uh, gay husbands Xavier and Magneto. Namor's like, your island is cute. I'm king of 70% of the planet. So talk to me when you've got some bigger balls. And then he goes and talks to the Avengers, like a goddamn, I don't know what's going on in the Avengers books, but I know like they were fighting him. I know he hates them from the Illuminati. So why is he all like chummy chummy? But if Iron you notice, Man. he walks over to them and then in the image he's like stand he's kind of like glaring, like giving a side eye kind of back to them. I think yeah. he's kind of like, honey, I'm pl- I'm playing everybody. It's just a thing. I think it's more of a power play like, look, I'm not beholden to anyone. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Which I am mad about it. I I never gave a shit about Namor. No, me neither. He can do what he wants. I don't care. But I feel like, I don't know. The whole thing of like Namor is a mutant. I wish it never happened. Well, I mean, that happened a while ago. So Yeah, I know. But it. it's just, it's messy. It's stupid. Like well, Franklin Rich. No, it's messy. Kidding. It's when all of them became a fucking phoenix. For reals. Thank you. <laughs> Namor was like, I've been the phoenix. Who hasn't? Um, um, so then we do the X-Men announcement. I do love, Gene. I love the images mm-hmm. of each person as they are announced. It's really just beautifully describes their personalities. Yeah. It's really well done. Those panels tell you who they are. And I just noticed Mark Marin is standing next to Emma Frost during the X-Men vote. <laughs> Oh my god, there is so many goddamn um cameos in here. Yeah, we have Wolverines so eating shrimp, not even paying attention. Sunfire is all alone, not wanting to talk to anybody. Rogue is surrounded by, you know, her closest teammates. Sink is being congratulated by who's that person? Who's the the stretchy fingers person? 
Skin from Generation X. Oh, okay, that is, oh, okay. And then it's Mondo. So it's all, and then that's Monet, right? And, and Monet. So it's all just Generation X people, right? Given that's, the side eye. That's cute. Oh, Monet, you have other Monet things going like... on. And then you see Polaris with just this earnest. There's this whole journey of Polaris never feeling like she belongs. And I think this, like, you can tell in the drawing how much this means to her, you know? Which I love. I, there's so, so much sweet. controversy around. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, one thing I also love is when they cut to people in the vote, not just the candidates, you do see um, Peepers uh, and who is that in the white uh, in the like in outer space and sword? Oh, I don't know. Is that I don't trinary? know, but then you cut to. No. Oh, maybe. But she wouldn't. Anyway, you cut to um, Anoli. Cosmar and Rainboy off on their own off on their own like you know being mad being mad that their bodies are all fucked up and then we have a great shot of our new team and then we have yes lord more blind items from Bar Sinister some of these are e- they're either I feel just completely obvious or they're yeah. just too vague they're super easy. You know, I actually went through the original ones recently. I'm like, all right, with the passage of time and so much story, it's clear what these are going to be. I still couldn't guess. <laughs> but these are pretty obvious. All right. Well, let's go through them real quick because I couldn't understand some it. of them. This quiet council member isn't fooling, isn't actually fooling anyone. They're fooling everyone. Wear a mask long enough and eventually it starts wearing you. Such a shame not being able to let things go. Mystique. Mystique. Okay. She doesn't have it yet, but one way or another, this mutant always, always, always gets what she wants. Yeah. And because she can't let her? it go. She can't let it go. She lo- Fucking Irene, Destiny must have eaten her box like a pro. Oh, I'm sorry. I moved on enough. to the next one. Oh, okay. Sorry. What's the next one? Um, she doesn't she, have it yet, but one she, way or another, this mutant always gets... Oh, is that one Mystique? No. The first one we just read is Mystique. This next one is obviously Emma Frost. Oh, okay. Because it literally Oh, yeah, what's in the box? Could it be later? diamonds or something far more valuable? <laughs> um, Sinister Secret number 53. I bet you'd like to know how this fittest of all mutant is handling... The it's second apocalypse. genesis of external life. Sorry, you'll have to wait to find out. It just means apocalypse isn't coming back for a while. Yeah. Here's another one. Seducer made an honest man of the island's favorite boy. But what unspoken secrets are coursing through the nervous system of the favorite boy's island friend? Are you listening? I know that you are. Is this like Bay, Bay the Blood Moon and Cypher? Yeah, and Warlock. Oh, and Warlock. Oh, okay. But still, like, what is that? A lot of it is like they have a thing going on, but it's like, what? What thing? Yeah, what? But it's more about Warlock. What unspoken secrets are coursing through the nervous system? So that's Warlock. That's the arm. Right. Yeah. Regarding secrets and secret alliances and the shadow play that is the great game of nations, just how many ruling councils are there now circling the sun? I'll never tell, but if you say two, you're definitely too low. Is that referencing the Krakoan council and the Arako council? Arako. So there's more. There's 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 another kind of secret council. Interesting. On which side or on both? Oh, what if there's a secret joint council? Ooh, yeah. That Xavier formed that no one else knows about. Yeah. Uh, One other thing is in Trial of Magneto preview pages, Magneto is talking to some Iraqi. I wonder if Magneto is going to form kind of a a third. Yeah. Joint council. The next one, it looks like they're going to be filling in those new seat, the empty council seats. Yeah. Um. When everyone has a secret, no one can be trusted. What's yeah, so, another one? So two new members of the Quiet Council are coming. Um, but it's still vague. It's like they didn't give any clues to who. For far too long, they shared an existence. This is about karma, right? No. Oh, it's not? 
it's Quanin and Betsy. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's basically saying... It's oh, it's basically saying Conan is like, how long is she going to put She's up with Sinister's bullshit? But then, but yeah. that's the thing is like, I love how it's Sinister's secret. He's like, how long before I get betrayed? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. We do our best. Um, it's still the early days of the v- Viscoran excavation of Blight Worlds. What is this one about? At the Crooked Market? I don't know. Yeah, so far the Mad Jasper has snatched up every piece. I feel like this is an upcoming story in Excalibur. Right. Something about Otherworld. Um, Prom- what's the next one about? 59. Promotions are hard to come by when everyone is resurrected immortal, but sometimes a change has to be made when an unexpected variable is added to the equation. Heroes in their do-gooder ways... Always an inconvenience for a practical mutant. No idea. Do you think it's similar to like what happened with Nanny and uh, Wild Child? Oh, maybe. About like, oh, the, like if you die, like some, like how you died on, where was it where they died? Yeah, um, Araco. They kind of lost the, I mean, they're not that they were heroes, but the it's almost in a weird way the conscience kind of erases yeah i don't know i don't know we're just guessing and then this one is this an actual reposted one that was in the original yeah from inferno yep that was what they were like remember that's what they were talking about the whole goddamn we told you then it's coming now and then what sinister someone has been hard at work studying the vile helix of a vile world it's me so it seems like sinister is studying krakoa itself all right and then let's go to the next page. Who are some of these celebrities? Is that Patton Oswalt? Oh, what fun. Patton Oswalt in the front who's with the, his uh, wife. That? Oh, is that his wife? His, yeah. his new wife, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awful. That's like not yeah, come on. the one that died. Yeah. Is that George R. Yeah. Martin? Sure is. Talking to Kitty Pride, who I'm like, I feel like that's exactly who would be talking to George R. R. Martin, is Kitty. Yeah. And then we have Eminem <laughs> on the left. Oh, That's right. all I know. Crazy. Um, and then, oh god, my favorite. Well, we had the Emma Frost moment. Let's She's just you talk know, about to... it, Brad. I thought this was so lame. Okay, so then we have. Oh, so Evil Jeff. First of all, before we get to Kevin Feige asking Cyclops what his story is, which is one of my favorite moments in comic books this year. I think the contest winner is right above. I think the one who Scott got the drink for. Oh, that's the contest winner. I think that's the contest winner. Because it's me. I never, I'm revealing this now. I was the one that won. Oh, it looks just, just like kidding. you. No. With a fake beard. And I have a real on. beard. Listen, I love this Kevin Feige moment where he walks up to Cyclops and says, what's your story? And Scott's like, well, it's complicated. Listen. I love this. This is so fun. This doesn't get you excited. Everyone's talking about when are the MCU going to bring in the X-Men? Nobody asked when are the X-Men going to bring in the MCU? But for me, I need I it comes it goes both ways. I need something from the MCU to give me a clue. Otherwise, I feel like this is just like this is just like empty promises and it just made me Part of why I oh. loved this it, it did feel like a clue. It felt like, don't worry, everybody. We're going to start with Scott Summers. And I was like, you're damn right you are. I think not only are they going to start with Scott Summers, they're going to fucking start with Krakoa. I feel like that's the way to go. Please, God. That's the way to start these fucking X-Men. Start with what's happening now, because it's fucking good. Yeah. Anyway. And then we got Emma. Emma being adorable, introducing the telepathic fireworks, and starting to hint about the Mars stuff. Yeah. Because we see Mars in the shot. Yeah. All the Omegas have assembled. So the Omegas, I think, are going to terraform Mars. Oh, my God. Oh, you're right. And make it livable. Wait, where where did the Omegas assemble? 
they're the ones in the very so they're assembling through the whole thing so um uh Jamie hits the bong 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 no it happens before that it happens before the Emma scene we see Quentin walking up to Storm walking up to Jean Exodus Monarch and then oh, he's got Hope you're right. and Elixir I... goes up to Iceman are you fucking yeah, kidding me? I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Quentin's like, okay, Omegas. Oh, there's time. hope. You're right. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Because that's honestly, they send out Magneto first. He magnetizes the core. The ozone yeah. forms. Iceman provides all the water. Storm provides the atmosphere. Yep. Oh my God. Like, oh. You have two reality warpers and Proteus. Two and reality warpers to completely, yeah. And the way Hope unifies hope. everyone's powers. But do you yep. understand that's going to be the new group of, like, there's the five that can resurrect humans. There's going to be, like, whoever the that group of people, they can fucking resurrect planets. Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. And whose idea was this? Miss Emma Frost. Do, but I mean, do you think is this is this part of Sword's plan or is Sword a completely different plan? No, this is no. I think this is Emma. I want there to be a scene where Professor Xavier is like, "Kitty, why don't you come?" She's like, "No, I'm I'm right. just listening to Emma." No. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Professor Xavier is a jerk. Yeah, and then we get to. Um, the very last panel is the silhouette of people on floating rocks, which is the cover of Planet Size X-Men, which is next. Yeah. And this is the thing. For Inferno, I am dying for um, Moira, Magneto, and Professor X talking, going through the Destiny Diaries, and they're like, what are we going to do? We Well, we have to do this. And then suddenly a voice in the background goes... I know what you should do. And then they just turn and there's the fucking Emma Frost standing there. Like, bitch, I done knew. <laughs> yeah. What if, like, honestly, what if it's Emma Frost and Mystique standing there? Oh, like, fuck. oh, we've been working together for months. Oh, shit. But that's the thing. Emma <laughs> Frost doesn't want to burn it to the ground. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. But not only do we need to talk about Marvel. It's been a while since we realmed into DC. So much that, um, we, or is it still, ooh, I read a DC book? When's the last time we did yeah, that? Yeah, well, let's cue our... Gotta get a comic. music. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. Okay. And we haven't said this in so long. Ew, we read a DC book. And apparently the only way we can read a DC book is a DC book that is so far off from the well, world DC of DC that it literally says the word Superman once, just so you know it is in that world. Yeah. yeah. And that it doesn't this matter. Is DC Black Label, it's the same imprint that brought us Bruce Wayne's dick. Yes. Thank you so much. This time it's bringing us a new book by our new favorite writer, James Tinian IV, called The Nice House on the Lake. And I will say, just a shout out, we do have some fans. Um, a fan did, uh, a listener did write in and was like, hello, why didn't you review this book? And I'm oh, like, yeah. hello. oh, yeah. shit. I need to get on oh, top shit. of this. And I will do say it. at this point now, there's some God tier comic book writers um early chris claremont grant morrison i can put hickman probably up there um brian k vaughn yep um it's all people who have written x-men at some point in their life so um i would say and i will now i'm going to put um tinny is it james tinian the fourth james tinian the fourth um i feel he is now up there because i have yet for sure to read something not mind-blowingly amazing there's everything he has written that i've read of his is mind-blowingly amazing so um and so even like you and i have kind of fizzled out on department of truth but there's no denying that that it's great 
a high quality, yes. high concept book. Yes. I think for me, I just don't, I'm so depressed about the actual world. Same. That that same is girl. like, same. I'm kind of like, I, oh, I feel like that's I real. <laughs> I can't read anything about conspiracy theories anymore because they run our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's more the truth of what it is. It's too close to home. And that's because he's such a good writer is the reason that I had trouble staying with it. Yeah, but we've got Wind. Let's not forget Wind. Number seven came out, by the way. We have to catch up on that. Yes. Um, but Nice House on the Lake, it is... Evil Jeff, I feel like this is another like, hey, Brett, hey, Evil Jeff, I've got a book you'll love. Yeah, because hey... You two like hey, Clue, right? Hey, um, what are your two favorite movies? Uh, Clue and Cabin in the Woods, Jeff? <laughs> oh, how about we combine them with magic aliens? So, okay. no need to do like our typical one, two, three, loved it or hate it. Cause we loved obviously it. Obviously, yeah, we, we both fucking absolutely love this fucking book. My God. It's so it smart. It sure does stay one step ahead of the reader the entire time. Although you start to feel it coming, yeah. when it comes, yeah. you're like, I wasn't ready for that. Well, I think you clearly, they set it up where you clearly know, like in the beginning, a bartender, was she a bartender in the beginning? When she uh, met him? She's, I think she, she just hangs, no. She's she was like, just at the bar. I'm out I'm out with friends. There oh, okay. friends of friends. She was just at know, the bar. Was rotating, yeah. She meets this guy, was it Walter? Yes. And and her her name's Ryan. And she's like an artist and she's talking to this guy named Walter and they just love talking about a thing that he calls the conversation, which is like, what's like, how would you want the world to end? If the world would end, how do you think the world, how do you think it's going to end? And so I clearly saw like, oh, this guy is looking for ideas. He's going to. He's going to end the world. Yeah. Like that, that I think clearly you can clearly obsessed see with the end of the world. He's obsessed with the end yeah. of the world and he wants to end it. So suddenly it then cuts to like a few years later and we see the writings of Walter and he has gathered a, a, a group of people, each with symbols. There's the artist, the writer, the uh, reporter. There, there's like the architect um, and it's a diverse, there's gay people, there's a trans, uh, a trans woman. There's well, just... he sends them all an email. Yeah. Subject line, weekend getaway this summer. Hey, you beautiful bitches. I got a great house. I got a line on a great weekend house on the lake. Fro, let's, we're going to be there for a week. Let's do it. I want you all to come. Um, I'm not addressing you by name. Um, you're going to be the artist. You're going to be the this. You're going to be the that. And because I don't want you futzing with the guest list, I want you like not really understanding who is on the guest list and therefore not knowing who is left it's out. It's basically Mrs. Peacock, them. Mrs. White. You'll be obliged exactly. to be using an it's alias. <laughs> <laughs> um, but most so of these people it, all know each other vaguely yeah, through Walter just because of like the New York scene. Essentially, like, but it's also people school, that college. Walter knew in high school, people that he knew in college, yeah, and, people that and, he, and yeah, he's bringing them along for some drinks, and people he's met in New York are having drinks, and they, they all have partied together because they have mutual friends to varying degrees. And of course, it's in a cabin, and there's no cell reception. So me, cabin in the woods style, I'm like, oh, oh, they're dead. He's going to set them up in some sort of end of the world scenario and have them and kill them off one by one. Right. That's what this is clearly leading up to. Fully wrong. (laughs) Nope, Not that because it's James Tinney in the fourth. And he's like, yeah, I know. I I knew that's what you think this would be. And as we always say, spoilers, if you don't want to hear it, but we spoil everything, but we're hoping by spoiling this, you will fucking start to read this book because it's so good. No, these are actually his favorite people. He's saving them because he's destroying the rest of the world. The world has ended. They are at this remote getaway, this beautiful house. They have everything they could ever want. They open up their phones and the world is on fire. Everyone's melting. Basically, everyone's melting. melting. And it's over. And he's like, look, (laughs) the world's ending. I knew it was going to happen. 
I saved you all. You were the ones who are going to stay here, live your lives, um, be happy. You're not wants for anything. Um, you, I gave you these archetypes for a reason. You know, we want to, to salvage, you know, you types of people, an artist and a leader and a comedian and all that. So enjoy. And our trans character, who is the writer, she, when she was a he, dated one of the other women in the house, by the way. Yeah. She goes to attack Walter at the very end of this book with like a poker, fireplace poker. She smashes him across the face and his face just kind of morphs and melts comes around apart it. Yeah. and melts around it and forms back together he's just while he's still explaining what he's doing. He destroys her hand with some sort of magic power. Yeah. And we see in the beginning, Ryan is kind of narrating this and she has like, looks like she's lost an eye. She's beat up. Yeah, it's like a it's like a um, flash forward. So whatever this happily ever after, that doesn't look like that's happening. And it looks like Ryan has re-entered the world. Maybe. Yeah. Although she is in front of that statue that's at the house, but yeah. it just looks like she's in the middle of the same kind of firestorm that destroyed the world. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows where what this the fuck's is gonna, gonna go. happen? Yeah. Because that's the other thing is like, do they just live and die, or are they supposed to repopulate the earth? Is right. he like, because it's kind of like, oh, this was like my alien. It's like just some alien race decided to end the world. And then they did mention like, where is Superman? And and one of the things where they were reading things, they mentioned yeah. where is Superman. So I'm just like, this is a world with the biggest superheroes in the world. How did like, so are they all dead too? Like that's kind of, and so this is how powerful these aliens are. So clearly this is like a different like a dimension yeah. or whatever. You know, it's funny when I was reading this, I was like, well, okay, they're getting all their information from their phones. What if Walter is just manipulating their phones and the world out there is fine. True. But then how does face do that? <laughs> then how does face do that? Why has he got a rubber alien face? We That's like, know. there is a movie. Fuck. It stars um, the redheaded Weasley girl that dated Harry Potter in the Harry Potter movies. Ginny. Yeah, Ginny. I forget what it's called, but there's this British sci-fi movie where it's like a class is like, oh, if you had to survive the apocalypse and they run these scenarios in the class. But as they're running the scenarios, it like cuts to like the imagination of them actually in the scenarios. <laughs> Okay. So then they're like actually on an island and they, you can see the bombs exploding everywhere. And there's like a hatch that they all have to get to. And there's like the teacher's like, all right, everybody read your occupations. Like, I'm, um, I'm a farmer. Like, I'm a doctor. And then someone's like, I'm a poet. And then he just shoots the poet in the head. <laughs> and he's like, we don't need a poet <laughs> at the end of the world. We don't need a poet. Um, okay, I forgot what that movie's called. Anyway, it was bad. Anyway. But um, this is great. I'm super excited. I'm super excited and intrigued. Yeah. Uh, the Nice House on the Lake. Read it. All right, Evil Jeff. Um, I feel like we have a TV show to talk about. Yes. Um, let's hit it for some live action. Something to watch over me. Hit it. Someone who watch. Superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovely. Hello. I, uh, my boyfriend is Filipino. And so he heard that a Filipino comic was being made into an X-Men, X-Men, a Netflix X-Men are just oh, on my mind. Girl. A Netflix anime um, all about all of the Filipino um, monsters. Because that's the thing is superstitions in the Philippines are insane. They, and that's most, okay. ca- most Catholic, most Catholics are super superstitious. And sure. so they have in the Philippines, there's just a million different mythical monsters and this is an anime about a woman who kind of kind of has contact with all the monsters. She's kind of I can't tell if she's an actual. It's called Tresse. 
T-R-E-S-E. And I can't tell if she's an actual cop or just like some supernatural. Like an Erica Slaughter. Like an Eric, like, like vigilante that the cops go to for help. Yeah. When it's like a monster thing. Yeah. I feel like it's more the latter. Yeah. She's kind of like a, like a Jessica Fletcher, but for monsters. Yes. And watching this, the cool thing was, is I was watching this with my boyfriend and he's like recognizing like oh that's that monster this came from this myth oh this. cool oh that is that monster that's a piece i missed and i will say because i'm not, not familiar knowing with Filipino that, folklore. i w- but then as we kept watching it we were like why are they trying to introduce all of these <laughs> it was like it's too much for one episode i felt like sure. there was too many things happening and not enough what do i need character development yeah um because of course her past her parents are also people that fight these monsters and of course the mom has died so they she's died like, for me a murdered parent is not a personality it's not yeah, enough of motivation yeah i need a little bit more so i'll watch a couple more of these yeah. but right now it well feel, it there was a, a little there was a little more there okay. was a little more her father was the human responsible for establishing and maintaining the pact. Yes, that the that monsters the and humans have would leave each other alone. With all the monsters in yes. the world so that the monsters would not attack, feed on humans. The father was kind of like the, the guardian yeah. of the human race. He negotiated, dealt with, created policies with the monsters so that the human race was safe He's dead now or quit or disappeared or something. So now it's falling on Tresse, our main character. And it seems like she's in a little over her head. Yeah, it seemed like the mayor kind of like broke the pact. The yeah. And so things are all the monsters fucked up. keep breaking the pact and she's got to maintain the order despite monsters clearly not being interested in maintaining the order. Yeah. The truce. And I think for me, I liked all that and that was fun, but I was missing just a little bit of like, who is she? Does she like hamburgers? Does she like vanilla or chocolate? I like, you know, in Buffy, like it's the Joss Whedonisms, not necessarily comedy. Yeah. The hu- the little human touches. But the, thing, the human touches that make me know who you are as a person. Right now she's right. an archetype and I want yeah. her to be a person. She's the typical woman who had a traumatic experience as a little girl. And in her line of work, she's constantly reminded of the traumatic experience. And she has to fight through that trauma, that anguish. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 something we've seen a lot. Yeah. So that's right. You need a, you need a little bit of an extra thing to make it different. And this is yeah. based on a comic. I'm not sure which uh, company put the comic out. Yeah, it is a Filipino comic. I I wish I looked up the creators' names. They do cite the creators in the opening credits. Um, It is on Netflix. Um, Yeah, I mean, check it out. Like, if you're a big horror anime fan, it's definitely bloody. Feels like this is great. There's some great concepts. Um, The ghost that is murdered. I thought that was an amazing concept. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, when you look up, if you actually looked up the history of some of these, like the one uh, is in the trailer, it's like a baby with wings that is based off of abortions. Like that's where that Oof. one came from. Because <laughs> remember, they're very Catholic. So they, yeah. they all have very fucked up um, histories that are very, very, very interesting. Um, but it's just nice to have like something that isn't, either in America or Japan. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you have like a cartoon that has supernatural powers in fighting, it's either in Japan or in America. Like no one else makes it. So it's like, Oh, another culture. Thank you. Thanks. And I, I'm not a big anime boy. I, but I appreciate the opportunity to watch one. Yeah. So I appreciate the opportunity of you getting me into this and through this show me watching an anime i'll continue to watch it um for me you watch a lot of anime i do not and i feel like i could learn a thing or two about the genre in yeah. general well here's the watching thing this. i'm not really into shonen anime which is all the fighting stuff i like all the romance i like yaoi yeah. and all the romance yeah. anime because i'm a yeah. faggot <laughs> yeah well you're a big faggot so although that's what yeah. everyone's saying to watch attack on titan Everyone says that that one is the oh, shit. Yeah, we yeah, might yeah. need to force ourselves to watch an episode of that since that's kind of like 
like, like everybody's like i'm a little bit in it's anime tiktok right now because it crosses over okay. a bit and pretty much everybody is like that's the this is like the most well let's show. watch it i mean shit it's just very it's one of those game of thronesy where like all the main characters like like no one's sacred people die all the time and it looks like the deaths are very what's that um jajori ito wait what was the the horror oh yeah it's very yeah. gory gruesome like that it's basically yeah. the titans oh, are just okay. huge giants and these huge giants yeah. come and attack a city and eat the people so okay. it's a lot of eating of people oh, my favorite i love vor <laughs> but that's it big vor fan that's all i got we should do a whole episode on vor what is vor it's the kink of being swallowed. What? Do is it being swallowed or is it also you swallowing someone? I it's Could I it think be it's either like or? well I mean like any kink it's like you know left pocket right pocket you know what I mean? I um if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna use hanky code analogy. I will say there was one porn star when I worked in the pornography. He was into, um, he only could get hard to drawings of women being like eaten. And then I was like, do you have a dead body? Wait, you cut out. You cut out drawing. My God damn it. You cut out drawing women. What? Of being eaten. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like with oh a knife God, and fork or be like being put in a blender. Oh yeah, my God, Army like Hammer. the Army Hammer Army stuff. Hammer. Yeah. And that's where he no. literally told me, he's like, and I was like, please. And he's like, well, no, he's like, I only look at drawings of it because it's not, you can't look at anything real. I think like Vor is less about being eaten like a cannibal and more about like being swallowed whole, like being like trapped in like, like stomach lining. <laughs> like remember remember that technet character body bag yeah that's vor <laughs> that reminds me um there's a thing in chicago called was it iml the international men of leather oh, conference yeah, yeah, yeah there was a thing literally it looked like um like a blow-up raft but you basically would put a gas mask on with a tube and you would go inside this 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 deflated raft and then they would blow it up and it would trap you in there so that you couldn't move no i and hate then it there I'm was too vulnerable. a tube going out and i watched it and i started having a panic attack just watching it and the person had his hand in there so the person could grab his hand to indicate when he wanted to be taken out and i was like i would rather you just straight up murder like if it was like you could yeah, do because this for what 30 if somebody seconds like leaves or be you straight up murdered i'd be like end my no, I would life be murdered i do not want that experience no what is the tube? Is it for breathing or is it? Yeah, for like the tube goes in? outside so that you can breathe. No, God, no. Oh my God, no. No, no, no. no At that point, no, I'm like, no for. I just want to be like, please just go get therapy. <laughs> oh God, that's some in the womb type shit. Yeah, I don't like that. I like to move. I don't even like a weighted blanket. People are like, get a weighted blanket. I'm like, no. Oh, I love my weighted blanket. No, I need to be able to throw it off me at a moment's notice. Anyway. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> I can't even have tidy white. I can't have anything too too tight around oh, my balls. I can't even have clothes on. <laughs> I'm naked right now. I can't even blow up a balloon. <laughs> I can't even be okay. in a studio apartment. Oh my god! Enough. All right, enough. My hotel room is so small. You're giving me panic attacks. All right. Well, anyway, thank you all for listening and happy, happy pride. Um, Happy happy pride to all the gays. And when I say all the gays, I mean everybody that reads comics. Because guess what? If you read comics, well, too bad. Because that Uh, makes you. What? Queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.